you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Move the Sticks. DJ Bucky back with you. Buck, uh, not a lot of sleep last night, man. Uh, got out of the stadium a little bit late. It was a little late kickoff, a little lightning delay. Uh, but it was a fun game. Chargers Raiders uh, was a fun one. Want to hit on that today as well as some some interesting topics, to say the least, around the league. How you doing, man? Man, I'm good. There's a lot of good stuff going on. Uh, the Monday night game was fantastic. Uh, I think the world having an opportunity to see the Chargers, I think that was eye-opening. I think... What might have started as what was an anticipated coronation of the Las Vegas Raiders turned out to be an appreciation for what the Chargers are doing, their quarterback, and even their young head coach. Yeah, we're going to get to that here in just a second. Um, We're going to touch on what's going on down there in Jacksonville when your owner issues a statement four weeks into the season kind of admonishing your head coach who's in his first year. Not a great setup there. We're going to touch on that. 
Uh, I want to talk kind of bigger picture, looking at some of these uh, teams, what we think of them, kind of not a power ranking, but kind of who we think are the upper echelon teams uh, in each conference, uh, as well as some other topics we want to touch on as we get through this thing. But I want to start off with last night. Just let me get to you first here. Open the floor for you. Biggest takeaway. The charges are good. The charges are really good. They're really good on both sides of the ball. And as this team continues to put it together, I can see this team making a run at the Super Bowl. And I know like a lot of times we throw out teams that can win it in those things. But I think there are a couple ingredients that you have to have to be a Super Bowl team. One, you got to have a, an elite quarterback. They have an elite quarterback in Justin Herbert. He's playing at an elite level. He's playing at MVP level. Whatever level you want to put that he has to surpass the, the velvet ropes, he's in that elite club. Yeah. They, they have a dominant defense. And I think at a time where we talk about defense maybe kind of losing some of the importance, their dominance stems from the fact that they can rush the quarterback and they can create turnover opportunities, either through the complexity of their coverages and what they're doing, but they can knock the quarterback down and they can confuse the quarterback. That gives you a chance. And then they have enough playmakers on offense to put points on the board. While they may not have a traditional or conventional running game, they can put points on the board, whether it's uh, you playmakers on the outside, Keenan and Mike, uh, Austin Eckler coming out the backfield. They have a way of generating points, and that is enough to get it done. Yeah, a, a couple different things for me here. Um, well, they were more they were a more physical team along the line of scrimmage than the Raiders. Um, that that definitely stood out. Um, if I'd have told you before the game the Chargers are going to have over 100 yards and penalties. Mm. That that Mike Evans and Keenan Allen would combine for uh, forty seven yards receiving, and I I just said, man, they got man, they got have a tough night. They won by two touchdowns, and it it truthfully, they could have been much worse than that. So that to me showed. We always talk about can you can you win multiple style of games, multiple style of fights? What type of game do you find yourself in? Well, the Chargers came into this one with their number one and number two wide receivers who didn't have big days. Keenan uncharacteristically had a couple drops. You don't ever see that. But what is he? What do they do? They just he goes out there and finds Jared Cook. He finds Austin Eckler. He finds Parham. He finds Anderson. Like that to me is a sign of a great quarterback. You can talk about the and you've said it numerous times. When you have good veteran receivers, that can really help develop a young quarterback. And then you can flip it though, Buck. Once you have a great quarterback, mm -hmm. now he can develop everybody else. And I thought that was on display in that game against the Raiders. It absolutely was on display. And another analogy we use, uh, picking a quarterback is like picking the best player on the pickup basketball team. If you get that one piece, it doesn't matter the four guys that you have on the floor with him, he will make them right. When I look at Justin Herbert, it's not a coincidence that he was a great high school basketball player. He makes the other guys right. I think you could put him on the floor with whoever, and he'll figure out a way to get it done. What you described was Justin Herbert figuring out, like, ah, my guy over here can't shoot tonight. He's a little off. Okay, we're going to pick and roll with you tonight. Yeah. And he goes pick and roll with the tight ends. The tight ends mm -hmm. end up being big players, particularly down in the red zone. Oh, Austin Eckler, you can get out and run. I'm going to let you – have some plays. That wheel route that he delivered. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. A dime. Well, the safety was coming, too. So it's like you can't – a lot of times on a wheel route, you can put a ton of air under it. And he had to get – layer it. Like, he had to just get it up and down. Um, he couldn't just, you know, put it way up in the air. It was a beautiful touch throw. Outstanding. It was awesome. It was terrific. Um, I think it's one of the things that um, they need to continue to do, expand – 
the playbook to incorporate more pieces because then what will happen is Kenan Allen and uh, Mike Williams will go away for a little bit, but then what happens, you throw two other guys enough, then they reemerge and become players. Mm-hmm. That is, that's a tough combination. That's something that you always want to see. And I, I think the Chargers, in terms of how you build a modern defense, um, I think this is kind of how you do it, Buck. First of all, mm-hmm. Linval Joseph can still play. He's been around the league a long time, but he is massive and and he can control the line of scrimmage. He can take up two gaps. He's just a big, mm-hmm. strong, powerful dude. So if you're going to play with light boxes, um, he's a big factor in being able to do that effectively. So you've got one of those chess pieces. Again, I kind of look at these all as chess pieces on the board. So you've got that big, massive power guy in the middle of your defense. Then you've got an elite, elite edge rusher in Joey Bosa, who after he toyed with Leatherwood for a little while, they didn't send one tight end over there. They sent two. <laughs> they started just playing in 12 personnel and would send both tight ends over there so at least they could widen Joey out yeah. and create more distance between him and the quarterback. Um, so you've got that that uh, part of it. You've mentioned, you know, we talk about Derwin James is a, just a unique chess piece. He, he talked to Coach Staley after the game. He said Derwin plays five different positions for us. Like mm-hmm. that is from game in and game out and from quarter to quarter and adjustments within the game. That is, that's, there's a unicorn man to be able to do all that stuff. So you've got that piece. Uh, then you look outside at corner. Asante Samuels is, is, is got the ball skills to be able to make plays on the ball it was a terrible PI call on him, by the mm-hmm. way, in that game. On mm-hmm. the other side, you've got Michael Davis, who's height, weight, speeds, big athletic rangy corner. Um, so you've got Adderley, who's been a little bit inconsistent, a little bit up and down, but he's got range from from the middle of the field. But to me, this is this is the aspect of this defense that's different from years past. Not only is the scheme different, but I saw it in that game. Denzel Perriman's a good player. He's been a good player in the league for a long time, played for the Chargers, was kind of a stalwart of that defense. He's just not fast, Buck. Mm-hmm. And so when you saw yeah, him too. taken yeah. off the field for the Chargers and you see Tranquil inserted in there who can fly, no Kenneth Murray in this game, but Kaiser White is a former safety. Mm-hmm. Drew Tranquil was low four five guy. Both those guys, they just suck up. They suck up space, and then you flip it over, and I'm like, I see Perriman playing with the Chargers, and they're just going after him in the passing game. They should Keenan dropped the deep over on him too, which would have mm-hmm. been a huge play. But that to me is like okay, speed at linebacker. They've checked like all the boxes for a modern defense to go along with Staley, who's brilliant with how he sets this thing up. But they have the pieces in place. It's funny that you mentioned speed, right? Because as the NFL has shifted from being when we when I first entered the league, I think at the same time you entered the league uh, as a scout, like the 2000s, it was all about the running game and the running backs and downhill power, big physical linemen moving people off the ball. It has now changed to a passing league, lighter, faster, fleet guys, smaller running backs, not really committed to grinding it out. You now have to counter those type teams with speed at every level. And it reminds me of the conversations that we've had with Matt Rule and others about how you build an elite defense. You um, kind of graduate people down. Safeties become linebackers, linebackers become uh, edge rushers and players. And you're seeing getting all of that speed on the field, much like you would in the Big 12. Well, now the NFL is like that because we are seeing teams concede rushing yards. Man, you can have all the rushing yards that you want. Because, one, you can't score quickly that way, and it's very difficult for you to put points on the board just as a running team. The explosive plays come off play action, uh, the ball flying over your head, those things. And the Chargers are equipped to play that style. The key will be, and I think everyone will want to see, how do they play against a team that is committed to, I'm going to mash you or do it. The thing about it, 
the NFL doesn't have that many teams that play that way. And so they may, they may, they may never face or encounter a team like that. The trick would be what does Brandon Staley and that defense do against a team like a Baltimore? Uh, we already saw the Cowboys. The Cowboys kind of ran it that game. They play the Browns this week, Buck. So that will be that will be the trick. How does he match up against a team that is committed to running the football and saying going into the game, we're gonna get 35 plus attempts and we're gonna see if you can you can weather all those body blows. Yeah, I mean that's gonna and we'll get to the, these elite teams here in a minute. But the Browns definitely, I think, are you know, I believe are in that category. Um, just kind of wrap up the Chargers defense. Every team they've played this year has been held to their season low point total against mm-hmm. this group, and some of them significantly. The Cowboys averaging 35.3. They, they only got 20 against the Chargers. Um, when you look at uh, uh, Kansas City in the other three games, they averaged 36.7 against the Chargers, 24. Uh, Raiders averaging 30 in the other three games. They get 14 last night. So uh, they, they've just been able to keep people below their regular output. That's the job. You can look at yards and all that stuff, but their, their job is to limit points, and that's what they've done a really good job of doing. Um, from the Raiders' standpoint, you know, look, their they're two starting guards have been out for a while. Um, Leatherwood is kind of what we thought coming out. Mm-hmm. I know we talked about it a lot. There's a chance he's going to – and I'm not saying he won't, but there's a chance he can develop into a good player down the line. He's not there yet. Um, the, uh, you know, the penalties continue to pile up for him. He got a, he got away with a hold on Bosa late in that game, too, that did not get called. But, um, but Bosa was very, he was very vocal about that. He got a 15 on that. I don't blame him. I said, what? He got tackled. Vocal. He was very vocal about that. So, um, you know, that's, that's, that's an offensive line that's going to have issues. And they can't, if they can't dominate and get going physically with the running game, they've chucked it all over the place. But when you play teams with, with big time defensive fronts, and you uh, you can't run it more, they're going to have trouble with that offensive line. Look, man, and and, and see, it's, it's funny when we say this, but uh, Derek Carr certainly during the first quarter of the season was playing at an MVP level. The numbers justified it. The, the numbers warranted him being in that discussion. But when you look at the Raiders, the Raiders are a run-first team. The run sets up everything that they want to do. They are a run-it, ball-control, possession offense. And when they're unable to get the game in a certain way, it's very, very hard for them to win games because the running game and the way that they play on offense protects their defense and all of that. And when they're not able to control the game with their offense, then the defense is on the field for too many snaps. Eventually, the dam breaks and away they go. And I think that's what you saw in that game because the offense couldn't stay on the field. I want to say it's the first time that John Gruden's offense had ever been held without a first down on the first four series of a game or something like that. Yeah. They had like one that. yard at the end of the first quarter or something like that. And without that, I mean, the Chargers had the ball. And the Chargers had the ball. They had too many weapons, too much firepower. It's too hard to slow them down. And when you give the Chargers a chance to play from ahead, man, good night. Because with the pass rushers and with playmakers, they can dictate the terms on defense. They make it very, very hard because they also – when they have the lead, they force you to get out of a balanced game plan if that's how you want to play. Yeah. Uh, Darren Waller still made some big plays in that game. Their run game has not, you know, they've been winning games, but not in that traditional Gruden formula that you've talked about. They haven't been able to run it as well. Neither one of those teams came into this game having much success on the ground. And the Chargers go out there and ran it, ran it really well with Austin Eckler, the Raiders. Uh, not so much. That was a big difference in that game. But uh, I, I want to get to what we've seen around the AFC and the NFC um, in terms of some of these upper echelon teams. We're going to get into that right after this. 
you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary indulges your senses and supports a greener tomorrow plus when you purchase the natural hybrid you're also helping fuel lisa's work with shelters and those in need since 2015 lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep 
Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. All right, Buck, I want to get into these uh, upper echelon teams, elite teams. And I think this next weekend in the AFC is going to be telling because we've got uh, we've got Bills and Chiefs. And as we mentioned a little bit earlier, we've got uh, Browns and Chargers facing off. When you look around the AFC, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find anybody else you would put in that top four group. Uh, you know, Am I missing a team in there you think that belongs with those four teams? I know the Raiders are are three and one, you know, the Bengals are sitting there at three and one. Uh, the Ravens are three and one. That division's got three, three and one teams. Um, you got the Broncos also at three and one, but I think we're a little bit skeptical there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I guess you could put the Ravens in there and make it a big five. I don't, I don't know, but those to me are the four five the, best teams. I think the Ravens are the only team that we can put in that conversation. And the reason yeah. why I put the Ravens in that conversation is um, their running game and Lamar Jackson gives them a chance versus anybody. Yep. Because of the random nature of how that off that offense, particularly running game, can explode, because it's different, uh, that gives them a chance. If you're not on your p's and q's when it comes to defending the run, you can see the Baltimore Ravens run for 200 yards, and that is a problem. So they deserve to be there, even though they have some deficiencies that you still want to see. Yes, I know I'm gonna say this with Lamar Jackson and the team coming off a 300 yard passing game, but that's the Achilles heel. Achilles heel. We need to see them do that in a playoff game if needed. So that's the thing. But now those other teams that you talk about, the Chiefs are going to be there, even though I don't think they're playing great football. Yeah, they're two and two. Um, I mean, I, I said I know people are probably listening to this going, how do you have them? They're two and two. There's other three. Look, the Chiefs are going to they're going to be there. They're going to be there. Game. They're going to be there. They're, they're, be there the they're, they're so talented that you're going to have to be able to knock them off. They're not playing great. Uh, they're not playing great on um, look. Their defense is predicated on just creating a, a disruption and a few. They got to get Frank Clark back. Yeah. So so that and then. They got to figure out what they're going. They're going to do the running back. Uh, Clyde Edward Lars put the ball on the turf a little bit. They're not. I feel like they're leaving meat on the bone when it comes to what they're getting from the running game. So they got to figure out how to kind of take advantage of some of the tactics that teams are using against them. Uh, and if they're able to do that, then it becomes a different deal. So here's my question. Let's let's. Uh... But we can put the Ravens in this discussion as well. So if we if we got Bills, Browns, Chargers, Chiefs, Ravens, right? Here's my challenge for the Browns, and I think we would agree if you just stack the rosters up, the Browns might be at the they might be at the top of the list just in terms of the depth of talent that they have. You know, mm-hmm. really, really deep, talented team. The Bills are going to bring Josh Allen to that dance. The Chargers mm-hmm. are going to bring Justin Herbert. The Chiefs are going to bring Patrick Mahomes. The Ravens are going to bring Lamar Jackson. The Browns mm-hmm. are bringing Baker Mayfield. They have the worst quarterback of the of the quintet, which doesn't mean you can't come out of it, but. Everybody else has to be better. Uh, DJ, like we, we talked about it, and we, we use it so much. Um, trucks and trailers. Yeah. Oh, those those, guys, are, those, are, those are four trucks that he's in four, there with. Four trucks, four trucks and, and one trailer. And for the Browns to be able to do it, they're going to need everybody to be at a, at a high level around him to do it. The running game is going to have to be superb and clicking. Uh, the defense is playing – like they, I think they're number two in total defense right now. The defense is playing out of sight. I mean, even beyond, I think, what they could imagine in the dog pound. But it's going to come down to, and we, DJ, we can talk about it until we're blue in the face. The playoffs and the tournament decided by quarterbacks. Yeah. 
getting in is all the other stuff. You got to have the auxiliary pieces and all of that other stuff. But in the playoffs, the quarterbacks typically drive who moves on. Because in the playoffs, you need the quarterback to make at a minimum four to five plays. And sometimes those plays are, A, you got to make the big plays or whatever. But other times those plays are, A, third and seven, I need you to make a play. And whether that is making a play with your arm, whether that making it with your legs, you have to be able to make a play. And if you're unable to make a play at the quarterback position, it's just really, really hard on the team to pick you up. And so, yeah, the Cleveland Browns, everything is on number six. And this will not only be important for their title chances, this will give the front office an opportunity to see how far can we go with number six? Because that's going to be the conversation. I'm not saying that, oh, you you draft his replacement or anything like that, but it gives you an idea of what is our ceiling with him because then that that impacts how you pay him. Because if you pay him what you're paying Josh Allen, uh, Patrick Mahomes, what you will pay Lamar Jackson, well, now you don't have the ability to do that other stuff that he might need. So I think it gives you an opportunity to really understand where he needs to come in at the compensation level so you can make um, the team a title team. Yeah, you know, I look, look the uh, the Bengals are three and one. I think we would both we would both put Joe Burrow in the truck category. Um, yeah, he's different than Baker to me. He's he's somebody that is going to pull. He can pull that team, but they, they just don't have all the pieces right now in this point of their rebuild. They're three and one. Hats <laughs> off to them, and I think they have a chance to compete for a playoff spot. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're they're there's still work to be done there with that roster before they're up there. It, it just begs the question though, as we're looking at this AFC, you look around and you say, You're the Miami Dolphins. Um is it, is it the guy I know he's hurt, but can we bring that guy to to this group to fight these guys? Mm-mm. And then and then you kind of look at it and you say Pittsburgh, they're kind of in a weird spot that that at this point in time, Ben can't compete with those with those. The divide is going forward. DJ, when you look, the divide is going to get wider. Yeah. The gap between the haves and the have nots are going to get wider because we're about to have this thing with the quarterbacks, right? Because yeah. the, the quarterbacks that you just listed that we talked about, the big five, I want to say all those guys are are, are really young. Right? Oh yeah. All those guys are are young and they they have staying power. They're gonna be there for a while. So if you're a team without one of those five stars at quarterback, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard for you to win in the AFC because you have to – we always talk about you have to build your team to beat the teams that you know you're going to face. Well, right now I have to look in the horizon in the AFC, and I have to know that I have to have – I need to have a quarterback on my team that if we get in a shootout with Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, um, Justin Herbert, that we can go. And if our quarterback isn't on that same plane, I'm not saying he has to be as good as, but he has to be close enough. Yeah. We got to look for an upgrade. Yeah. And I know I'll cut off the Steeler fans right now. Well, we beat the Buffalo Bills week one. Yeah. Doesn't I'm, matter. I'm not talking about week one. I'm talking about when you get into I'm talking about when you get in the tournament and everything is faster and windows close. We always talk about, you know, when you get in the postseason. It's almost there's more emphasis in baseball on power pitching, right? Mm-hmm. You got to be able to strike people out. You know, if you if you pitch to contact in the regular season, okay, you win a lot of games, have a low ERA. You get in the postseason, you can't punch people out. They're going to grind out at bats, and they're you're going to give up a boatload of runs if you mm-hmm. can't punch people out. Same way in the NFL. You know, we've talked about Drew Brees, who's had unbelievable career and was a you know 
phenomenal in the regular season. The postseason was good. He wasn't quite the same player because everything shrinks. Mm-hmm. And so he's not a power, not a power guy. Um, it just, you know, Tom Brady can take his game to another planet because he's got a big arm and you play in inclement weather and the field shrinks and everybody's faster and dialed in and intense. He can squeeze balls in. Mm. That's a, that's it matters. You got to be able to have a little bit of that with you. And so when I look at the big, powerful, strong, athletic guys we've got in that conference and you don't have one of those, probably better be looking for one. That brings me to something that we didn't talk about talk uh, discussing, but I'm going to do this because now that you talk about the big four when it comes to the quarterbacks in the AFC, there's this expected that's hanging out there with an asterisk by his name and Deshaun Watson. Yes. Okay. So I think now, and I've taken the Houston Texans to task for like, hey, not playing him, not doing whatever. However, I think this is going to actually work in their favor. Yeah, because the, the bargaining chips, it's incredibly valuable. It's incredible. He is one of those quarterbacks that can change it, right? He can change the equation. If we clean up all the off the field, we're going to assume that we can somehow clean up all the off the field to make him acceptable to bring into the organization. On the field, in between the lines, he is one of those guys that can narrow the gap in the AFC. And so one of the teams that we've talked about, the Miami Dolphins, who has been rumored to be in that conversation for Deshaun Watson, I think it's becoming increasingly clear for them, particularly their owner, we might have to make this move because we're, we're, we're on the verge of being left behind. Whatever the season is or whatever, but just in general, from a talent perspective at quarterback, we might be left behind if we don't have that dude. And I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say this, even though Mac Jones has played really, really well, the Patriots are going to have to look at how they go about doing business and wonder, can they ever get back in the mix not because of Mac Jones, but can they surround him with enough mm-hmm. to get him in? Because even in that game, that game emotionally on Sunday night against the Buccaneers, that is the best the Patriots might play all year because of the emotional thing or whatever, and everything they had and how they drew from it and the focus that Bill Belichick had. But DJ, do they have enough yeah. weaponry to be able to do it? I don't think so at this point. They can they add some upgrade? Speed. They got to add yeah, some speed. So, I mean, that's the thing. And I, I say, you know, Mac didn't push the ball down the field. There's no explosive plays. And that's not, uh, you know, that's not just on him. At Alabama, you had Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle. He pushed the ball down the field. He showed that he could do that. So they've got to add some speed. And, and that's an offseason uh, thing that they need to do. But you can't help even just looking at his skill set and look at the, the guys that we just mentioned. Like he just, he's not going to be able to, and from a playmaking standpoint, He's not going to be able to get that VIP pass, get behind the ropes, as you say. No, not at all. It's going to be an issue. It's going to be a problem. It's going to be harder for him to be able to. Um, it's going to be harder for him to be able to do it. And so I don't know. I don't know how they really get it done in that regard. But it's just going to be. It's, it's going to be hard. Then we go to the NFC since we were talking about the yeah. big yeah. four or five. Who Who are those guys in your mind in the NFC? Who are the big four or five teams? So if you look at it and we go with the quarterback thing, right? So in the East, you've got Dak, who's, you know, all by himself with his talent in that division. Obviously, you've got Aaron Rodgers is the only one I would put in there in the North. Um, You've got Brady. Um, 
I, I don't put anybody else in that division in there. Sam's playing well, but he's not in that class right now. And then you've got then you've got the big boys out there in the West because you've got Kyler, you've got Stafford, and you've got Russ. So those are kind of the guys. So you've got three in that division, plus Brady is four, plus Rodgers is five, plus Dak is six. So we're saying there's six, six premier dudes at quarterback in the NFC. So just one more than we went with in the AFC. One more that you went with, but another but another example of either you have one or you don't. Yeah. And if you don't have one, you got to try like the Dickens to get one. Because mm-hmm. if not, you, you don't have a chance. And I think that is the bigger thing. And I think what we have to do as evaluators, I mean, you and I aren't with the team, but when we're with the team, can we step away and take off our team clothes yeah. and look at the quarterback that we have and look at him compared to others? And sometimes make the hard decision, DJ, to be like, we we don't have it. Yeah, the Rams made the hard decision. Mm-hmm. We'll see if they're right, but they made the hard. They looked at Jared Goff and they said, "I don't." Yeah, I don't know if he's good enough to get us. Well, look, I mean, look. Off. Obviously, it was. It's easy to say it was an easy decision, but Kyler Murray, you know, with the Cardinals making Josh that Rosen. snap decision right now, maybe, maybe Josh can go along and be a good quarterback. But we've already seen enough to know he's not going to ever be in that elite crowd. So we got to turn the page, and we got a chance to get one of those elite guys. You take it. I think that has that has to be the way that you operate. Now, the thing we aren't privy to, but can you get ownership to look at it that way? Can you have a relationship with the owner to be able to say, "Here's where we are. Here's where we want to get to. Here are the." And maybe it's one of those things where you bring the poster board like we used to do in the, the science project. Yeah, yeah. Here, here are the big time quarterbacks. Yeah. Here's what we got. Here's what we got. Mm-hmm. We need to have one of these to be able to compete. If we don't have one of these, we we may get into the tournament, but we may not advance. So yeah. how do we get in? You know, and I think that's I think that's a real conversation. And if you look at what the Carolina Panthers did and what everything that you've heard from their owner, David Tepper, he talked about those quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. and how they're willing to overturn every stone to figure out if they can get one. I think that's the approach that teams have to have when it comes to that position, that you can't get stuck being satisfied with a guy when you want better. Yeah. I think you always have to want better at the position. I'll leave you, I'll leave you with this analogy on this subject. Uh, you know, I live, gosh, it takes me about an hour and a half to get to work, right, if we go into the network. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I have fast, fast Track in California, right? You get the Fast Track Pass. You get in your own special lane and you go there. So if I go to work the regular way, I can still get to work, Buck. Might might take me two and a half hours, a lot of stop and starting. <laughs> Not the most comfortable, right? Yeah. But I, I can get on a fast track and it's straight shot, not hitting the brakes and go. That's ha- fast track is having one of these premier quarterbacks. You can get to the destination both ways. Man, it's a heck of a lot easier when you got that. It is a heck of a lot easier when you have that. It's a heck of a lot easier when you have like an elite quarterback, um, someone who has like those tools to be able to get it done. And so that's that's what we're looking for. Now, I'm curious because we're talking about this and I don't know if this guy's going to end up being elite. But this weekend, we might have an opportunity to see Trey Lance with the San Francisco 49ers. Mm-hmm. The San Francisco 49ers did something that some would consider bold. You and I would say hey, it falls in line with the discussion that we just had. They have Jimmy Garoppolo. They've gone to a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. They were three quarters, maybe a they were eight one quarter away from winning a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. 
Yet they pulled the trigger and used the number three pick on Trey Lance because they felt like they could get better. Well, now we'll get an opportunity to see him with this team and we'll get a chance to see how he could make this team better when we talk about the fast track. I'm excited to see it. I don't know what it's going to look like, but I'm excited (laughs) to see what they're going to do with him because I think it's one of those moves that Kyle Shanahan obviously had to feel compelled that I need an upgrade. I need an upgrade at the position to give us a chance to not only get there, but to win it. See if Trey Lance can be an upgrade. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's kind of a weird vibe, right? With a couple of the coaches and their quarterbacks, with Kyle Shanahan, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, that attachment still kind of exists there. Um, by all accounts, looks like Jimmy had been better in practice and all that, but it's going to be a different offense. Then you got Matt Nagy, who still is coming out saying if Andy Dalton's healthy, um, you know, he's going to be the guy for them. Which you know, but hold on, let I want to get your thoughts on the Bears thing. Uh, I'm going to get your thoughts on that right after this. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual-wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 
Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values, premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. All right, Buck, give, give me your thoughts here uh, on, on Nagy. It, it's, I, people have asked me to say, you know, make it make sense. All I can tell you is coaches are always obsessed with tomorrow and this week, whereas the rest of us and the GMs and the personnel department can be obsessed with the future and how do we get good as fast as possible. Um, but this seems, man, it just seems so short, short-term thinking here on this one. Yeah, I think it is short-term thinking. Um, I don't think it's um, – taking everything into consideration uh, through a long-term lens. This is a situation, like we've talked about, that I think the theme of the podcast has been the quarterback position and how you must have, well, we just call them five-star. You must have a five-star quarterback. You must have a yeah. guy with the ability to kind of put the, the team on the back if needed. Um, I look at Justin Fields. I look at what the Bears have, and I look at Andy Dalton. And I think we've seen the best of Andy Dalton. The best that Andy Dalton has done, he did that in Cincinnati. Like he's been to multiple Pro Bowls. He's led that team successfully. I want to say he went to five playoffs during the Cincinnati Bengals, which is quite an accomplishment. Now, they didn't get a win. Some of that, I mean, look, the Pittsburgh still a circumstance that time they yeah. played. They should have won that game or whatever. So he's, I think his, his best days are behind him. Good, solid player, whatever that is. Um, Justin Fields has the potential to do more for Chicago than Andy Dalton and some of the previous quarterbacks that they've had. Um, I can't understand why after seeing Justin Fields improve dramatically from one week to the next, why you wouldn't want to continue the maturation process. Um, I liken this to something I was talking to somebody. Uh, look, it's kind of like doing TV. <clears throat> you don't get better on TV until you do more TV. Yeah. You don't get better at podcasting or radio until you do more of it. With experience can bring expertise. And so with Justin Fields, get him the experience so he can develop the expertise. Get the mistakes over with. You're going to have to make a lot of mistakes when you're starting out in anything. So get your mistakes over with fast as possible. The faster you can get them over with, the quicker you can get where you want to go. It's all in, it's all in those books that we read, right? Fail fast. Yeah. Fail yes. fast so you can learn. You learn from it. You build back or whatever. Uh, there are no losses. They're just lessons. So yeah. what you do is you learn from how you messed up and you build a bigger, better machine mm -hmm. with Justin Fields. He learned, obviously, from that game against the Cleveland Browns, a defense which we just talked about being the second best in the league right now in total defense. Man, he got a quick indoctrination to the league, came back the next week, played better. You continue to let him build on the process. And what you do is, as he shows you what he can do, now up top, when you're the general manager and you're the personnel people, 
you now begin to look and say, okay, here's what we need. We can get him this. We need to get a big playmaking tight end over the middle field. Okay, he is really good with Mooney. It get Mooney. Imagine if we gave him another speedster on the Mm -hmm. outside that can do some of those things. You know, like I want to see how he plays so I know how to build the rest of the team around him. And you know what? He's a vertical thrower. So we need to invest in vertical playmakers down the field, speed guys that can make it. Like that's what you want to do. Much like the Patriots should be doing the same thing with Mac Jones. Hey, man, he's a small ball hitter. We need to get quick, dynamic guys that can make it happen with the ball in their hands. Yeah. Build your team around what the quarterback does well. But the only way you can do it is by letting him play. you got to let him play. I, it's funny you bring up Mac Jones. I'm, we talked about getting some speed over the top. He needs he needs what Tom had at the beginning. He needs a Wes Welker. He needs a, a, an Edelman-type guy. Like That's all you're going to do. Like you know, I watched Renfro. You see him in, up close and personal mm-hmm. last night. That's the type of guy – He's perfect Ron, to play with Mac Jones. Rondell Moore's, yeah. those kind of guys. What they need to assemble is, DJ, we talked about it. Like I told you, I'm, I'm scarred by my experience against the Patriots uh, when they beat us in the Super Bowl. I was a Panthers, Super Bowl 38. David Patton, David Gibbons, Troy Brown. They they had a bunch of those. Did it, did it, yeah. get down. Yeah. Eight, 12-yard catches. They're, they're a bunch of paper cuts. Mm-hmm. They need to have a cast of, playmakers around Mac Jones that can do that. So if I'm the Patriots, what I'm doing is I am, as we can get all these advanced metrics and stats, I am going to college football and I'm looking for the guys who excel at yards after catch. I want all the yak masters. I want all those guys on the team. So now we can operate like that. So it's the same thing for me with Justin Fields. I believe in two games of watching Justin Fields, you need guys that can, that can stretch the defense so he can push it down. He can air that, he has a big arm. He can air it yeah. out. I want to find guys like that so we can play that style because that is the best style. But the only way we really know what he can do is by giving him the experience so he can become an expert at playing a certain way. Yeah, I think you said it perfectly. Um, man, get him out there, figure out what he is and what he needs, and then you can go get that checklist uh, created and go try and check off as many of those boxes as you can the upcoming offseason. Um, Justin Fields, Ohio State quarterback, former Ohio State head coach. Now yeah. head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, been in the news. Um, everybody's talked about this. There's people that have called for Urban Meyer's job on this. Shad Khan, the owner of the Jags, has already issued a statement. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of an admonition. Would that would that be the word there? He, uh, he admo- admonished him. Admonished him. Whatever that is. Yeah. So he he got a little he got a little public uh, hand slap there from from the owner of the Jaguars. But I don't want to talk about what's going what went on. You know, with the with the women at the bar, that's something he's gonna have to sort out with his family. Um, I, to me, Buck, the biggest takeaway from this is I just I don't know if Urban Meyer knew what he was getting into, like mm-hmm. what what the expectations are at this level. And I give it to you this way: if you if Urban Meyer is playing in a kickoff classic, okay, the first game of the college football season. And you play in Dallas, right? So say you're in Dallas. I think they played USC mm-hmm. in like the kickoff game one year. So you play in Dallas, finish the game. The rest of the team can go board the buses and get on the plane and come back to Columbus. And you're the head coach at Ohio State. You might say, you know what? There's some kids we're recruiting in Dallas. I'm going to stay over here for a couple of days. I'm going to knock out a bunch of recruiting visits, talk, go to some high school, see some kids, maybe meet up with a couple buddies from college, hang out with them for a little bit. 
the team's going to be off on Sunday for the most part. Anyways, Monday we're going to lift and run. Um, so I, I'll, I'll take my time. I'll get back there. And oh, by the way, we play Akron next week. Um, I've got better players than everybody I'm going to line up against. The NFL, Buck, every second is is scheduled and accounted for, and it is exhausting. I remember just being – just on the personnel side, forget playing or coaching. I would be physically exhausted by the end of the season because every second was scheduled and spoken for. I don't think he had any idea that that's what the NFL is. No, I don't think he had any idea on that. And I don't think he understood the scrutiny – that comes with him in the National Football League and what's going on right now. Some of this is you have to be able to read the room, right? Mm-hmm. Like DJ, if the Jaguars are 4-0, no, no one says anything. Yeah. Like it doesn't become what it's become. But if you're 0-4 as part of a 19-game losing streak, that's really, really hard. It's not a good look. And so when you think about a 19-game losing streak, because remember, this is for the fans. Like, Fan is short for fanatic. So you have people that are, it may be hard for people outside of Jacksonville to understand this, people that are fanatical about the Jaguars, right? And what every fan wants is to feel like everyone associated with the organization is working as hard as they can to fix whatever ails the team, particularly when you're losing like that. And so the optics of it doesn't reflect what your words may be saying. So if you're saying that, and we're working hard to turn this around. No one's going to work harder than, than we are at getting this around. What the optics suggest, no, you're yeah. not. Like it's happy, like, no, you're not. And so what it does is it undermines the cre- credibility that you have as a leader because you're not just the leader of the team. You're the leader of the organization. And really, you're one of the shining lights in the city. Now, I'm not going to sit here and be, the moral police and all that other stuff. That's but, why I didn't. That's I, that's why I purposely yeah. said I'm not. Yeah, that's, that's for so, him. But, yeah, so I'm not. But 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 what I'm saying is, like, your actions have to match your words. And so if you've been doing this and you've been the focal point of all the other stuff, like your actions have to match your words. And because of the slip up, all of that stuff that you've said leading up to it, it's now gone. And so now what you have is, man, you got to organization that is like you got players that are looking at the head coach trying to figure out like okay what's what's going on what is this some of them are so young they don't really understand like they're trying to figure it out you have people within the organization trying to look at them and trying to figure out like what does this mean how are we going to go forward we have all of these other things that are going on around uh the organization when it comes to these projects and all this other stuff where he's been the face of makes it very very difficult and so now what happens is the pressure that was already mounted when you've lost 19 in a row now is enormous. Like it went from being a monkey on your back to a gorilla because hmm. you're looking at becoming one of the only franchises with a 20 game losing streak. If you lose this next game against the Tennessee Titans, uh, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the only organization that has had a longer losing streak in the national football league. DJ, when you run out on Sunday against the Tennessee Titans in the backdrop of all of this, Holy smokes. You know, and so everything. And so if your team goes out and and drops a dud, now you got to step to the podium and you might be responsible for creating a distraction that prevented your team from playing at its best. A lot of pressure. I mean, it's a lot of pressure. It's just a lot of pressure. And you wonder 
how is that pressure going to affect your decision making in game? Because yeah. what normally we would say is, hey, it's a one-off. Every game is a snowflake. There's no carryover from the previous games. Well, now you wonder, do you feel that? Do you now begin to make fourth down decisions based on everything that led, led up to this point? Or are you saying in the moment this is the best play? So it's a, it's a lot. I mean, we'll see. He is one of the best turnaround specialists that I've ever seen do what he does when it comes to rebuilding a program. This is by far, in my estimation, the biggest challenge that he will face in terms of taking his leadership ability and putting it into practice. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it kind of begs the question, though, Buck. Is his passion in recruiting? Is his passion in coaching? They're two different things. Mm. In college, you look, if you're 80-20, if you're 80% recruiting and 20% coaching, you can win national championships. Mm-hmm. In the NFL one, you ain't recruiting. You know, this is no, we got a draft. No, this we have, is a, we have a this, salary this cap. A, this is this a, is a coaching coaches league. league. This coaching. is a coaches league. This is a league that is about tactics and development and understanding week by week over the course of a season. How do I get my team better? I saw this and I think this is, this is great. And I can slip this in. Mike Tomlin um, was being interviewed by the Steelers reporter. And he talked about, there are two types of coaches. They're fundamentalists and they're schemers. Yeah. Fundamentalists are about the fundamentals and the detail. They typically operate with a small package of plays because they're going to say that you may know what we're doing, but we do it better than anybody else on the planet because we're on the details. We know every little thing about what we're doing. They're schemers who go about Xing and knowing, and they can draw it up better than anybody else. And each week, they're going to give you complexities that bust the brains of your yeah. offensive players or your defensive players and whatever. So for Urban, not only is this a decision between are you a recruiter or are you a coach and tactician, but now in the coaching world of the NFL, how do you separate yourself from everybody else? We watched that game on Thursday night. We were calling it for Amazon doing a rehearsal. Mm-hmm. We watched that. Can he get his team and his coaches to go next level as tacticians to give them an advantage? Because the advantages in this league are not necessarily about the players. It's about the X's and O's and how you make those X's and O's come to life. I want to give you a comparison here. And again, this has, I'm not comparing anything that happened. Mm-hmm. Put the thing at the, put the thing that happened at the bar right. to the side. Okay. Mm-hmm. You played for Coach Mike Holmgren, right? Mm, yeah. Coach Holmgren had Super Bowls. Coach Holm, Holmgren had yeah. all this success. When he got to the Cleveland Browns, I wasn't there, but a lot of the reports were it was a nine to five operation. Yeah. That that passion to put in the time that he had put in previously did not exist anymore. Yeah, so he just kind of he just checked the box, and then it didn't it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Urban Meyer has accomplished all that he's accomplished at the collegiate level, has amassed all this, this success. I wonder if there's a little bit of a parallel. At least that question inside that building is like, man, does this guy really have something to chase here? Because I don't know that I'm getting that passion, that all in, everything it takes to win because he's already he's already won so much. This is a different level. It's a new challenge, but I don't know. I, I remember somebody joking. It wasn't, I don't think it was about Coach Holmgren. It was somebody else, uh, but somebody towards the end of their coaching run they said uh, if you to put a, a million dollars on his desk at 6 p.m. and went and picked it up at 9 a.m., he'd never see it. No. Uh, 
so I mean, like this isn't. I just that's what's so bizarre to me is that I, you know what it is, Buck. The time commitment in the season, you don't see. I mean, as awful as it is, you don't see your family. It's one of the reasons why I got a scouting because yeah. I'm like, you can't have any balance. There's no balance in your life, and I just don't know yeah. how in the world as a head coach in the NFL you have time to go out in the season. That's crazy. Not not that it's it's not even the the going out part. Like DJ, it's it's the op, optics and the timing and the circumstance. Okay, so as I say, if the Jaguars were four and zero, you're three and one coming off a win. I think it's received differently. When you lose though, and you've lost a ton, it's hard. You know, like it's it's just, it's just hard. It's one of those things where you can't make hard and fast schedules. Like you can't make hard yeah. and fast schedules until you know what the outcome of the game is, right? Yeah. So we all know, like, so the listeners understand. In the National Football League, there's a thing called Victory Monday. Okay, yep. so the way the day is scheduled, um, you play on Sunday. Monday is normally a day where you'll come in, you'll watch the film, you'll lift, you'll rehab, and then you go. Then Tuesday's the mandatory day off. Well, some teams reward the players with a Victory Monday, which means Monday is off. See you on Wednesday. You have to go, yeah. we'll see you on Wednesday. So you get two days off. Monday, Tuesday. Some guys will scoot and go out of town for a day or two just to go see their family, go hang out and do whatever they do and come back recharged, ready to go on Wednesday. But you don't let people know until after you see the outcome of the game, which is why it's called Victory Monday. We win, you get a treat. You lose, you come back on Monday and you go to work. That's what it is. And I think he needed to understand if he was going to have a Victory Friday, it must accompany a victory on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, otherwise um, it doesn't work. Because even in that, if they win on Thursday night, DJ, then it potentially is a little different conversation. Because look, they yeah. had a win. He gave everybody time it's off. It's still weird to me, though, man. Even oh, if you, you win the game, the I just you got to get on the plane, man. You got to go. With the, you got to go with the team. Like it's a random <laughs> circumstance. Like yeah, it it. You're right because you have to go. There are things that I know, DJ. As a high school coach, they're like, Yeah, man, I don't want to ride this bus. Yeah, guess what? All right, we're bus riding. We're yeah. on the bus. I'm in this little cramped bus. Like, man, I got yeah. a car. I can drive. It's part of being the part of being the leader in the team, part of being the coach. It's part of being the leader. And so when we think about it, because I think sometimes on our podcast, we do a really good job of bringing leadership things in. The leader has to. He knows it though. Like we've had Urban he's on multiple times. Us. He's taught us. Yeah, stuff. he's talked he about all this stuff. You have to get in the foxhole yeah. with the team. You cannot lead the army from the back. Yeah. You gotta lead the cavalry. What is it? What is, what is the old the saying? Like they don't they don't uh care how much they know unless they know how much you care. Well, you ain't caring for me, you're not even on the plane. Like that's what and and he know like he he's gotta that. know that. He's he's he gotta he know knows. that. That's what's he, crazy to me. But he, he he knows all that, particularly in a time when we have jet life private jet life yeah. where we can have a private jet take us wherever we want to go quickly. He could do it. He could have flown back, flew right back up to see the grandkids or whatever on Friday yeah. morning. It wouldn't have been yeah. a big deal. Yeah. You, so like, what you're saying is you fly with the team back to Jacksonville. And then if you've got a day or a little bit of, and if you really want to get back on the plane and go back and do that, get right yeah. back up. Like it's not, yeah. it's not that big of a deal. Some of, there's some of the things that you had to DJ. We've talked about it. As scouts, where um, I mean, now I can say like there are weekends I wanted to go home to the kids. So hey, I'm not scheduled to be home, but I'll be like, you know what? I'm gonna fly. I'm gonna fly home, or I'm gonna drive 
Yeah. I would drive home for a day or two, then come back and get back on the road where I'm at. Like that's yeah. part of the deal. Like that's some of the things that you have to make, but that's a personal sacrifice that you have to make. That's not one of those that you do it. Cause I don't even know how you, how do you break the team up when you don't go back on the plane? Everybody when you get off the bus, like I, I, all I know is I, I miss my family and I, I would, We've all done it when the scouting world buck. I've made the twelve hour drives. I made the fourteen hour drives mm-hmm. just to get home for a day or two. But my my home for a day or two looked a little different than, than what we saw <laughs> in the video. That's what I'm saying. You won't what, know you won't. Yeah. It was not like that. I was I was changing changing diapers and, and, and having dinner with the family. So different. Different, different deal. All right, I got you all choked up now. Anything you want to add, Buck, before we get out of here? No, man, this is great. I think I think it was great because uh, the one thing that I, I love about our conversation sometimes you made me think about random stuff that I want to investigate further. So, one, the Brandon Staley thing and the defense and what the Chargers are doing. Two, the quarterback. And either you yeah. have one or you don't. I think that's yeah. a fascinating discussion. And it's one that we have to continue to keep an eye on. Not only as the trade deadline draws near, but as we begin mm-hmm. to cast our eye towards the draft, is there anybody in next year's draft that will yeah. be seen as an upgrade to get a team into that that conversation? Yeah, and I think on that five-star conversation, just to wrap it up here, it's been a fun pod, but when you look at the five – do we have a five-star quarterback is the term we're using here. It's it's three answers. Yes, no, maybe. Like – you know, the Zach Wilsons, mm-hmm. the Justin Fields, yeah. those are the Trey Lances. Those guys are, you know, I think, look, I think Joe Burrow is is right on the cusp of being checked a yes. But there's a bunch of those guys in that maybe. Now we've got some that we are confident are yes, and we've got some we're confident are no. And those that you know right now are a no. Move on. Man, you've got, you got to move on. you got move you got some work to do. Move on. All right, that's going to do it for us. It's a fun one today. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. I want to encourage you guys to leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. We do appreciate those. Um, and uh, we'll catch you back here. we got one more pod this week as we head off towards another fantastic week of NFL and college football. We'll see you next time right here on Move the Sticks. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. 
From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.